Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Yeah, that was me in the chat. That was me. I, I think it's, what is it, Dan Bongino? I'm going to type something in there now for you in the chat. It's going to say, hello, let's see what it is. Hello. Yeah, Dan Bongino show. That's me right under Rod Street there. So, um, yeah, man, I just figured I'd join the chat too. What the hell? I mean, I get up here early. These guys are like Bogart in my chat between 10 and 11 Eastern time, Guy and Justin. Bogart. So I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm going to comment myself. So yeah, good morning there, Ginger. Good to see you all. Big, big show today. Something happened right before I came on the air. I read a bullshitico piece about uh, Biden and these stairs. It's, it's not what you, th- well, it is and not what you think. But they're hiding something. I'm going to cover that by the end of today's show. Uh, But yesterday, I always wait with these hearings. I give it a day because so much happens. I'm I'm not doing you justice if I rush through it. Absolutely epic hearing yesterday on Capitol Hill. You know a lot of these things flame out. They're hyped up and they become just a waste of time. I, I get it. Not yesterday's. Those IRS witnesses came in prepared. They were total pros. And they just eviscerated the Democrats. Big show, lot to talk about. Today's show brought to you by the best coffee on earth. It's got a little hole in the back of the bag so you can smell it. Blackout coffee. We love blackout coffee. I have about three cups a day of this stuff. I'm telling you, it is really, I'm telling you, it is really, really, really good stuff. You know why? The owner of the company, I talk to him a lot. The guy doesn't just love America. He loves coffee. America and coffee. He even has 2A on the front of the bag for the Second Amendment. But the coffee tastes good. It's not like some marketing gimmick. He legitimately loves the country and all he thinks about is coffee. Blackout Coffee. Proud to personally recommend it. It's a coffee company 100% committed to our conservative values in our country. From sourcing the beans to roasting the beans. Customer support or shipping. Blackout Coffee is an amazing work, work ethic. They're dedicated to promoting conservative principles They accept absolutely no compromise on taste or quality. It is a big, vibrant, robust coffee flavor that tastes like coffee, not brown water. Do me a favor. Check out blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Send me your reviews. I'm so confident you're going to love this stuff. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values and to great coffee. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Thanks, Blackout Coffee. All right, Joseph, let's go. I said, get that funk out my face. <laughs> well, Joe, listen, Joe is, this guy's good, folks. I love this guy. Joe has not missed a day of work. I mean, for illness. You know, of course, like this last week, it was something involving work. Yeah. Joe has not missed a day of work here in eight years, which is unbelievable. Because even I missed a couple of days with the whole cancer thing. Not Joe. Wow. So Joe's not feeling that great this morning. But I said to him, just like he do the show. And he's like, no, I like doing this. Like, I enjoy it. So Joe, from me and the audience, give him a shout out in the chat. This guy's a freaking trooper. Thanks, he can bro. stay. He, I told him, he, he don't have to show up. I mean, he can really, he can do it. But nope, he wants to be here. So he keeps his Cal Ripken-like streak with the Dan Bongino <laughs> show going. So good to see you. But uh, if you don't talk too much today... Every, I think the audience will understand. Cool, Shout out to producer Joe. Man, you got it, brother. Thanks for showing up. All right, let's get to the show. Listen, a lot of these hearings up on Capitol Hill flame out. Oh, I got to take a note on this so I don't forget to bring it up on the radio show. You know, one of my favorite books, um, the uh, what is it called? Revolt Against the Masses. It's a really amazing book 
by, by Siegel, who passed recently, I believe. And the book is about how liberals pretend to be about the middle class and the working guy, but they're really about giving you the double-barreled middle finger. An amazing book. Andrew Wilkow loves it, too. And one of the premises of the book is the Democrats have mastered marketing, narratives, fake news, basically, by using uh, the, the, this, this triad, this, the, the media, congressional committees, and activist groups. The long and short of it, to sum it up quickly, is this guy's like, the way the liberals screw over the middle class is through messaging, and the way they master messaging is they'll hold a congressional hearing, they'll let the media know in advance what the narrative is, and a group of activist groups will then go out and spend a bunch of liberal Soros-type money, basically, to go and promote the agenda, i.e., the world is going to end in 12 years, polar bears are dying, and there's no polar ice caps anymore. People on the left believe this stuff. It's not true, but people believe it because of liberal activists in the media, liberal activist groups, and congressional committees. He calls it the triad, Siegel. Now, why are congressional committees so important? Well, they're important because Republicans are now getting the message and we're using our own triad, conservative media, conservative activist groups and uh, congressional committees like we saw yesterday. Some Republicans, the good ones, are finally getting the hint that these committees and what we saw yesterday with the whistleblower hearing are powerful. Why are they powerful? Because, folks, cable news, at least Fox and Newsmax, not the other goofballs, Cable news will take these things, what they call wall to wall. You'll see the whole thing. So if a witness screws something up, you'll see it. If a witness is gangbusters like these IRS whistleblowers, basically the entire cable news ecosystem is forced to cover it now. Finally, the Republicans are getting this down. I'm not going to tell you every hearing has been gangbusters for them. The Benghazi hearings turned out to be a disaster. They let Hillary Clinton steamroll them. Well, what difference does it make? What they should have responded back is what difference does it make? Four people died. It makes a shit ton of difference. But no, they got steamrolled. Not yesterday. The Democrats got wrecked. And let me tell you something. It was glorious. I know shouting fraud's not a great thing, celebrating people's failures. But it is in this case. I enjoyed every single second. So I took it all in. I watched probably 90% of it. Not the breaks and some of the other speeches and stuff. But I got through the whole thing. And I think I have the best presentation for you here. So let's start it up. The Democrats got absolutely destroyed yesterday. Now, I want you to do me a favor because you are the warriors in this new guerrilla army for uh, advancing our ideology and free speech. You're the warriors out there in the skirmishes for free speech. I want you to triage the messages that matter from yesterday. A lot of stuff's going out. This one said this. This one said that. This one. This is the single most damaging moment. This is the one you should be promoting the most on your social media and elsewhere because you're the soldiers in this fight for free speech and this fight against the left, okay? This takeaway was by far the most damaging. I, I got to tell you, man, I, this guy may soon overtake AOC as the dumbest member of Congress. Dan Goldman is one of the dumbest human beings ever elected to Congress. This guy can't get out of his own way. Every time he moves, he steps on a rake and he just continues to showboat as if he's not the moron he think that everyone knows he is. Here's Dan Goldman, liberal congressman from New York. He's talking to the whistleblower, IRS agent, uh, was it Gary Strapley yesterday, right? Who's a total professional here. And he's trying to make the point that even though Hunter Biden met with his dad, Joe Biden, about business dealings that Joe Biden claimed never to have discussed with his son, 
He's trying to make the point that somehow that wasn't real business. What he winds up doing inadvertently is getting a sworn statement on the record from a government whistleblower, special agent, that Biden did in fact talk to his son about business. I'm like, what is this guy? What could he possibly have been thinking? And watch when he gets caught, how he tries to rescue himself, Goldman. This is the takeaway. Listen to this. You describe a lunch, what we talked about earlier, where uh, Joe Biden came to say hello at the Four Seasons Hotel to a lunch that he was having with CEFC executives, right? That's correct. But what you didn't talk about is uh, what Rob Walker said the origination of that lunch was. And you testified that he said to, to that Hunter told his dad, according to Rob Walker, quote, I may be trying to start a company or try to do something with these guys. Now, let me ask you something. That doesn't sound much like Joe Biden was involved in whatever Hunter Biden was doing with the CEFC if Hunter Biden is telling him that he's trying to do business with them, does it? No, but it does show that he said he told his father he was trying to do business and he was okay. talking. Well, that is true. Hunter Biden does try to do business. That's correct. <laughs> Bro, the greatest. Come on. Yeah. Is that what was he thinking? Number one, does he not know Joe Biden has repeatedly denied ever discussing business deals with his son? So Dan Goldman brings up a business deal with his son he spoke about and suggests that's not evidence of him knowing about his son's business deals. If you're trying to figure this out, does anyone in the chat have an explanation? We got a lot of <laughs> Muttleys in the chat. Joe, this may be time. This may be wait, wait, don't, no. oh no, you can't you can't get ahead of the you got it now, throw to Motley. That, wait, come on. All right. He, got, he even got ahead of you there. We see Motley's all over the chat. That even, Motley even can't take it. Motley's even falling down. I'm sorry, Joe's sick. I shouldn't be demanding Motley's. That is at least a double Motley. This, what was he? I don't understand. Just to be clear, Joe Biden has repeatedly said, I've never discussed these suspicious business dealings with my son. So Dan Goldman brings up a business deal with his son that his son emailed him about as, as evidence of, of what? And then he gets totally wrecked and she's like, oh my, oh yeah, Hunter Biden did this guy. He doesn't know what to do. Folks, this is the clip that should be everywhere. Democrats exposing Biden lying about speaking about business with his son. You, did you not just hear it? Give this geek, put this on the Clips channel. Democrat proves the case. Biden discussed business with his son. A Democrat did it. You just heard it. You just heard him acknowledge it. Uh, I don't remember Biden saying that he never spoken to, spoke to his son about business. Okay, I'm here to help. Let's show you three clips of Biden saying exactly that. Here is Joe Biden, number one, saying, quote, I have never spoken to my son about business. Dan Goldman says otherwise. Check this out. What about Hunter, Mr. Vice President? There's been questions about conflicts of interest with him as well as your brother. Uh, can you describe what sort of mechanisms you're going to put in place to avoid conflicts of interest, whether you knew uh, your brother who's been accused of, let's say, uh, uh, trying to use your campaign to further his business interests? You knew anything about that? And, well, first uh, of all, I, I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private 
and, and, and the government. There wasn't any hint of scandal at all when we were there, and I'll impose the same kind of strict, strict rules. That's why I never talk with my, my son or my, uh, my brother or anyone else, uh, even distant family, about their business interests. <laughs> Again, why would a Democrat <laughs> ask a question under oath to an unimpeachable, decorated special agent about Biden discussing business with his son and acknowledge it's true. Because the here's the answer. Because Dan Goldman is a freaking idiot. That's why. Here's another <laughs> one. Here's Peter Ducey. In case you think it was just one, you know, a slip of the tongue. Here's Peter Ducey from Fox asking Biden the same question. Watch Biden pivot to Ukraine right away. And the impeachment thing. Because why? Biden knew at the time they had to impeach Trump or someone was going to discover he was taking money from Ukraine. In business deals, he claims he never spoke to his son about, but Dan Goldman knows he did. Here it is again. Mr. Vice President, how many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. And so how do you know? Here's what I know. I know Trump deserves to be investigated. He is violating every basic norm of a president. You should be asking him the question, why is he on the phone with a foreign leader trying to intimidate a foreign leader, if that's what happened? That appears what happened. You should be looking at Trump. Trump's doing this because he knows I'll beat him like a drum. And he's using the abuse of power and every element of the, the presidency to try to do something to smear me. Everybody looked at this and everybody's looked at it and said there's nothing there. Ask the right question. Mr. Biden, okay, but have you never spoken to your Pardon son? Are you being impeached for this? Depending on what the what the House finds, he could be impeached. But I'm not making that judgment now. The House should investigate it. This is again another hard example of the Democrats always accusing you of what they're doing. Hillary Clinton accuses Trump of Russian collusion. Yet it was Hillary Clinton taking information from a Russian to collude to steal an election. None of this is in dispute. Accusing Trump of a quid pro quo with Ukraine when it was Biden taking money from Ukraine, Ukraine in a quid pro quo. This is what they do. And the suck ass moron media with their lips attached to the ass of the left never asks basic questions ever. They never follow up. That's why this stuff continues. Jonathan Turley in a tweet. Dan Goldman prompted a sworn statement from the investigator that Biden did indeed discuss his son's business deals. In doing so, Goldman may have delivered one of the most damaging moments in the hearing for the Bidens. Jonathan Turley is not even a freaking conservative, but he is a lawyer. He just prompted a sworn under oath statement on the congressional record that Biden is lying and did discuss the business deals with my son. What would his son? God forbid he was my son. What kind of freaking dipshit is this guy? The answer is a stupid one. I don't want to know. It's too late. All right, moving on. This is the second dumbest moment from yesterday's. And that's saying a lot, because the, but I need you to triage this. Because messaging-wise, what the Democrats get done better than anyone is they get a message, they put it at the tip of the spear, and they drive it through the armor. And they use the media to do it. Stick with that Goldman one. Once the Goldman one's worn out, then hit this one up. Here's Congressman, other Democrat, uh, Zero, Raja Krishnamoorthy. He's a close second for the biggest face plant in yesterday's here. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. 
where the charge against Biden and the DOJ is that the swamp DOJ, it doesn't matter it was the Trump administration. That's the point. They were trying to take Trump out, even from the inside. The Trump FBI, air quotes, and DOJ were still trying to take out Trump. This is the point, that they were trying to get Biden elected. This must, wait, does this make sense, Joe? Is, are you getting this? Yeah. Like, Krishna Namorthy doesn't seem to understand right. that the narrative that, that that's the truth is that Trump was a victim of swampies on the inside trying to get rid of Trump. He actually makes the case here and doesn't even realize it. He's like, hey, all of this stuff trying to cover up for Biden's business deals. He wasn't even the president. He was only a Democrat <laughs> candidate for president. No shit, Sherlock. That's the point. <laughs> That's the point. That they would, he doesn't even realize he made the, just like Goldman doesn't realize he got this guy on the record, Biden lying. Here, watch this. This is great. Sir, finally, Mr. Shapley, you said that warrants were ready as soon as April 2020 to begin searching for records, but actions weren't taken with regard to those warrants. Again, Joe Biden was not the president in April 2020, was he? So I'm confused by your line of questioning. We're talking about an election to which uh, now President Biden was a part of. So he didn't have to be the president to have election meddling. No, but the question is this. Was he the president at that time in April 2020? It's been asked and answered. It doesn't matter. This guy just made the point that these swamps, uh, swamp rats on the inside of the DOJ and the FBI considered Trump such a threat that they tried to get him out by supporting the candidate Biden. This idiot doesn't even realize he made the point. All right. Quick break from that for another story. Then I want to get to my sponsor and then I'll get back to this in a second. I'll do it on a Leo Getzma. Okay, okay, okay. We'll get back to it in a second. There's a couple more, but I got a lot to get to. This is one quick story I just want to get to before the break. A very important one, by the way. The garbage in the White House, how this guy is screwing us over, potentially uh, permanently, Biden. I have a story in the newsletter today. Newsletter is great today, Bongino.com slash newsletter. A lot of important articles. This one, there's one on China coming up again. Another huge sign we are headed for World War III in this unheard article. But read this. You know the Strategic Petroleum Oil Reserve? You've heard of it, you guys, right? Where we keep all the uh, the petroleum, oh, the yeah. extra petroleum. Sure. It was, it was done after the oil crisis in the 80s. So I didn't know this, but they're built out of salt caverns. So Biden decided it would be a good idea to drain a good portion of the oil reserves to try to keep gas prices down so he could get reelected, even though it's there for an emergency. So this PJ article says, well, Biden screwed us forever on another damn thing. Apparently, as noted in this piece, these oil reserves are made of, they're, they're carved out of salt caverns. And they're made of, well, salt. And according to a former project manager who spoke to Bloomberg, they note, they were built in the 70s with the idea they'd last 25 years. They were also designed to be withdrawn and refilled just five times, or else the salt caverns simply dissolve. As one former official put it, the caverns were not intended for daily ATM-type operations. We may not be able to fill these things up anymore. Meaning what? Meaning we may not have a strategic petroleum oil reserve. Because of who? What, Dark Brandon? No, Rotting Oatmeal Brain. That's who. All right, I'll get back to the hearing image. You see what Marjorie Taylor Greene did yesterday? <laughs> did you, you guys catch that? That's great. It was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? If you know, you know. I'll get back to that in a second. 
Hey, you may have seen the CEO of Innovation Refunds, Howard Macklin, on TV, explaining how they've helped so many businesses with their ERC tax refunds. The ERC is the Employee Retention Credit. The U.S. government set aside over a billion dollars for economic incentives, but it's reported only 4% of that's been claimed. If you own a business with more than four employees, you can have money waiting to be claimed. Innovation Refunds Independent Tax Attorneys are dedicated to helping businesses, uh, business owners navigate the complex filing process for different companies. They can help companies figure out deductions based on industries. In fact, Innovation Refunds is teaming up with John Taffer, you know, the host of Bar Rescue, to help restaurants and bar owners find out if they're eligible for the tax credit. Innovation Refunds have been helping eligible businesses claim their ERC tax refunds since 2021. They may be able to help your business too. Go to innovationrefunds.com to determine eligibility. If you qualify, you could be on your way to receiving money for your business. There's no upfront charge. They don't get paid unless you get paid. Go to innovationrefunds.com or dial 1-843-REFUNDS. That's innovationrefunds.com or dial 1-843-REFUNDS. Thanks, Innovation Refunds. We appreciate it. All right, quickly back to the hearing, and we're going to move on. This happened yesterday, too. I wouldn't worry about this so much for messaging. I would focus on Goldman first. Be strategic. Be tactical. Do what the left does. Remember the triad. Congressional committees, the media, and activist groups. Use it. You're the activists out there. Goldman everywhere. The narrative is, because it's true, Goldman proves Biden lied. Send it everywhere. Raja Krishnamurthy, forgive me, I'm not saying her name wrong intentionally, proves they interfered in the election to get Trump out. Both Democrats. This is more just for fun. Did you see this yesterday? Marjorie Taylor Greene is interviewing these uh, special agents from the IRS. And uh, it turns out Hunter Biden had some very suspect, uh, call them suspect fellas, uh, suspect business expenses, let's say, for some club memberships, if you know what I mean. Leave it up to MTG here to humiliate this guy. This is perfect. Take a look. Uh, You referred to one of the assistants as West Coast assistant. I believe this is the West Coast assistant. Could you agree with that? So I can tell you that there were deductions for what we believe to be escorts. And then that $10,000 golf club membership. Yes, that was not a golf club membership. That was for a sex club payment. That was for a sex club payment. What is, now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I don't I'm not an accountant. I have very I took an accounting class in my MBA course and stuff. Oh, look at you. You went to school. I don't care. I took an accounting class. Wasn't my favorite class. Tea tables and stuff. Not my bag of donuts. But Joe, call me crazy. I'm reasonably confident that sex clubs are not a viable business expense you could take a deduction on. I'm willing to take yeah. a flyer on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, Joe's, Joe's not even feeling good. Joe's like, you know what? My brain may not be right all there. I'm not at rotting oatmeal brain status, <laughs> but I'm functioning okay. And I'm reasonably, I'm reasonably <laughs> confident that is not going to do. Here's the second one. <laughs> By the way, Marjorie Taylor Greene, in case you're listening on audio only and you're not watching us on the live stream, which you should, we'd love to have you here. Rumble.com slash Bongino every day at 11 a.m. We love you here. Live stream is my favorite thing to do. Marjorie Taylor Greene is showing pictures of, if you know what I mean, like Hunter doing the. Now, you know, sometimes you drop a curse here and there. You know, some, you know, like it's just, you know, trying, whatever. Uh, That I'm not going to mention what he's doing, but the pictures are quite interesting of what Hunter's up to with the assistant. Let's just say it's not um, dictation and they're not doing uh, tea tables. But here comes Marjorie Taylor Greene, top ropes, from the top ropes, Randy Macho Man style. You ever see Macho Man from the top ropes? Here's MTG from the top ropes. Watch the chaos break out when she whips out a picture, pun intended, of Hunter Biden's whipped out 
doing the with women in the Check this out. Uh, of, of Hunter Biden making sex. Excuse me, this is my time. Coming making okay. pornography. Should we be displaying this, Mr. Chairman? Get, 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 the committee. get a lady's time's expired and uh, went two and a half minutes Mr. over. Chairman, if Mr. Bufume wants the two and a half minutes, he can have it if, if he wants to yield some to Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. Yeah. Chucky O in the chat, Joe, says maybe that was dictation. Was Good call, Chucky. <laughs> Good call. That was sharp. Chucky, you get a, you know what we need to do? What do you guys think of this? I think what we need to do is like uh, like a chat, a live chat of the day. Maybe we give away a signed book. What do you think of that? And I think we should do something like that. I'm going to try to institute something like that because you, you, some of your chat comments are absolutely fantastic. We got we even got Muttleys. We can't do, we got we to gotta be careful with the Muttleys. But you can put the Muttleys in the chat all you want. That's why we have a Giphy for right. that. <laughs> Top ropes, baby. Top ropes. That was fantastic. All right. I got a lot more here. So that. Those are. Ba I listened to the whole hearing. My humble opinion, so I don't deluge you with information like drinking from a fire hose. There, those are the two big takeaways: Goldman, Chris Namorthy, and just for fun, MTG from the top ropes at the end. The rest of it, honestly, was you can watch it, but a lot of it was kind of repetitive. But those moments are the moments that are going to change this debate each day. You remember, you're chipping away. For those of you out there who think, "Oh, this stuff's a waste of time," it is not. It is not. Oh, excuse me, I forget who said it yesterday. It was either on Newsmax or Fox. I was flipping back and forth. But somebody said, and it was a lawmaker, that we are going to make sure going into this next election, unlike 2020, that every single voter in America knows who Joe Biden is. If they still vote for him, then, that's, we, then we're just picking a horrible, awful, corrupt people. But they're going to know, not like last time. And I agree 100%. Chip away, chip away. By the way, Jamie Raskin, clown Democrat, after the display by Marjorie Taylor Greene, hilariously said, and I quote, that that was an assault on the dignity of the committee. <laughs> dignity of the committee. The dignity. My, my kid was in kindergarten. They had more dignity on that committee. The committee decided they should get rid of red crayons than these idiots do on Capitol Hill. The assault on the dignity of the committee. You can take that right up the caboose, okay? Because we're not, there's no dignity in those committees. You want to play cutesy time that ended years ago when you decided to spy on President Trump. All right. Switching gears a bit. This is some of the most fantastic video you're going to see. I pulled this off the Bongino Report Rumble feed. We do clips, Dan Bongino Show Clips channel. We have stuff all over the place. It's all on Rumble. Just subscribe to all the Bongino channels. Does Bongino Report have a separate channel? It does. Bongino Report. We have my channel. You're on here. And then we have the Dan Bongino Clips channel, which Guy manages. Check those all out. Follow them all because there's some really good stuff. And I don't, I'm not the editor on Bongino Report. Matt Palumbo is. Sometimes I go there and I find stuff I haven't seen before. So there was a, 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 this guest and he goes on this with this liberal host, right? And he wants to debate this trans ideology stuff for kids. The debate on this specific appearance is about men in women's sports, which is obviously unfair. You know, men in women's playing women's sports. So this guy came totally prepared and the liberal host was just absolutely not ready at all. So the guest walks into the interview and this is, I'm going to cut it into two pieces. It's not that long, only about two minutes. This is how the interview starts. This is great stuff. Check this out. And we are joined by Scott Nugent. Scott, I just want to jump right in. You have been speaking out against medical transitioning uh, for minors. You are somebody who has experienced that yourself. However, uh, one thing that we haven't been able to figure out is why you are opposed to banning trans women in sports. Why, why do you not want trans women to compete in sports? 
Well, in, in 1973, we had the law passed that basically, you know, women could compete against other women. And we did that so that, you know, self-esteem of women could be lifted. And, and we kind of excluded males from, from that category. Now, trans women are biological males who create an illusion of a woman. They are not women, so they shouldn't be in sports. So you're saying that that trans women don't exist, that they are not, trans women should not have any rights. Is that what you're saying? What I'm saying is that uh, biological women should be able to compete with other biological women in, in a competition that makes it fair. Trans women are men, as that's what I'm saying. Trans women are biological men. Do you have a penis? <laughs> The host, the host doesn't know what to do. I know. Totally unprepared. Now the host, watch the talking point here. The talking point for the left, which is a perfect example of the Thomas Sowell axiomatic truth that the left always starts the story in the middle. The host goes to the left's talking point that, well, if you don't let these kids, the boys become girls, girls become boys, they're going to kill themselves. Which, number one, is pseudoscience. It's made up, as his guest is about to point out. But second, notice how they start the story in the middle. Well, there's an assumption here that every trans person or, or who thinks they're a trans person or is suicidal. No one starts at chapter one, Joe, and goes, why? Why is that? <laughs> you notice how the story started in the middle? That's assuming the talking point's even true, which it's not. This does not end well for the host who gets out of this interview as soon as she realizes, oh, snap, I don't have my hands around the data like this guest did. Check this out. Well, what about a, a boy who believes that he was born in the wrong body? Do you want him to commit suicide? Would you rather have a, a son commit suicide or have a daughter that lives? Why, why are you opposed to this type of medical uh, medication and medical practice that can help stave off suicide for so many young people. Wow, that, that was a that was a big mouthful, wasn't it? Well, let's start here. A, no child is born in the wrong body, first of all. And better an alive daughter than a dead son is actually wrong. There's only one long-term study that has ever held up the test of time. Seven that said it was beneficial for kids. All of those studies have been either retracted or modified with oops doesn't help anything uh, or not enough time, not enough participants. The one long-term study that has lasted the test of time from 1973 to 2003 done in Sweden followed 326 transgender adults found that these kids are going to be more suicidal after. So my question is, why are you okay with taking kids so, that are so suicidal? So you're I'm not okay, done. Scott. Not done. You are no, I'm okay not, I'm not done. with no, children I'm not committing done. suicide. I'm not done. No, what I'm saying is that I'm not okay with these kids committing suicide, but these kids will be more suicidal after they medical transition because you are spreading things that are not true. <laughs> and, and that's it. The interview ends because the, the woman quickly realizes, I don't know what to do because I just made this up. Someone told me to say it in a focus group. Would you rather have a dead son or a live girl? Whatever. That's their talking point. There is no data to back that up. She started the story in the middle and the guest was absolutely prepared to fight back. You see what happens every time you confront the left with facts and data? They run away like the little kids they are every single time. That's why we support free speech and they don't. Because free speech looks great for us every time and looks horrible for them like you just saw right there. Wrecked got absolutely smoked right there, and it was freaking glorious. By the way, I'm going to get to RFK and what happened today in the hearing today, but like I said, I want to watch the whole thing. Having said that, RFK is up in front of the House right now. His opening statement earlier today at about 9.30 on censorship, 
was a banger. Now, RFK is a liberal. He's not with us on guns, not with us on abortion and other stuff. Want to be clear. But his opening statement today was a banger. We'll have all of that tomorrow. Don't miss tomorrow's show. Here's what I got coming up next. Be prepared on the China story. I'm going to show you more hard evidence that we are like five minutes away on the doom clock from World War III. You ain't hearing this stuff anywhere else. Just hang with us. Got a couple sponsors here for you. Really appreciate it. My pillow. It's a 20th anniversary and over 80 million my pillows have been sold. Mike Lindell and the my pillow employees want to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their my pillows. You receive a queen size my pillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more for a king size. You'll also receive deep discounts on all my pillow products, such as the bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses. They're awesome, my slippers, and so much more. Go to mypillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to receive Mike's amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for $19.98 or call 800 637 4982 and use promo code Dan. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty, so you know it's going to last, and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. It's time to start getting the quality sleep we not only want, but we need. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-637-4982 and use promo code DAN to take advantage of Mike's special offer on his MyPillow. That's MyPillow.com, promo code DAN, or call 800-637-4982. Great products. Really appreciate it. One more sponsor, PatriotMobile.com. Every day, the parallel economy is getting bigger and bigger and bigger, powered by you, because you're sick and tired of woke companies jamming all this crap down your throat with all their products. Well, big mobile companies are no different. For years, they've been dumping millions into leftist causes, and we had to take it, because you need a cell phone and probably thought there was no alternative, but there is. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider, offering dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks so you get the best possible service in your area without the woke politics. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting a company that believes in free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veteran and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your phone, keep your number too. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. Ask about their coverage guarantee while you're there. Get the same dependable service and take a stand for your values. Make the switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Thanks, Patriot Mobile. Well, you're looking at the light. So, something wrong with it? These lights are bright, though. Folks, you think they're too bright? Let me know your opinion. Seriously, in the chat. Yeah, why if yes and if no? I think you look good. You think the lighting's too bright? You don't have any you know, grease Joe, flare. You don't have any grease flare or anything. You look good. But I was on Newsmax, Joe, I'm glad you think so, but I was on Newsmax the other day, and maybe they had it turned up, but my gosh, I was so, like, washed out. Huh. I, no, no? All right, yeah. good. See, the chat's all He's got you covered, bro. And Joe says no, the chat says no. You predicted it, Joe. All right, this is, I wrote this down. Be prepared, update number 4,572. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. If you guys and ladies are like, we're getting tired of hearing about it from you, Dan, be prepared, we get it. Then I know I'm doing my job. Because I'm so worried about you, the audience. I am. I'm prepared. I got my stuff. Like, I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm worried about you. I'm, 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 I'm dead serious. I really am. Because I don't want to see people struggle. And we're, I'm telling you, we're five minutes away on the doomsday clock from World War III. Signs are everywhere that China is preparing to start World War III, maybe within months. I would say almost assuredly before rotting oatmeal brain leaves office. They don't want to deal with Trump. Here's this article. This is in the newsletter. Go to the newsletter right now. Bongino.com slash newsletter. Subscribe, follow up. It's free. 
Click on this article. Unheard, Edward uh, Lutwak. The clue, China's preparing for war. Xi is laying the groundwork while the West looks away. Not you, not us, but he's right. Everyone else is like whistling past the graveyard, talking about, you know, the latest scandal about whatever, who killed JR in Dallas or whatever. This guy, Lutwax, he writes this piece about how China is pushing everyone to start planting cereals and grains on the land so they can feed themselves. Well, why? China can import all that stuff. Exactly. Because if it goes to war, it's not going to be able to import it. Here's the piece. Screenshot one. At present, China relies on colossal imports of soybeans, corn, wheat, and other cereals to feed its pigs, cattle, chickens, and ducks. More than 120 million metric tons a year. These are supplied, listen to this, by the daily arrival of bulk carriers into Chinese ports from Argentina, Brazil, Canada, and the United States. If war were to break out, these imports would quickly dry up. This is why China and Xi are telling the farmers, you better start producing more cereals. Why? Because they want a bowl of Lucky Charms? No, dude, because they're getting ready to go to war. Sign number 4,572. Here, here's a second screenshot from the piece. Xi Jinping, the Chinese leader, he gave this rice bowl group of speeches on June 21st when he claimed, quote, it was imperative to prepare, I'm sorry, it was imperative to prepare for, quote, extreme circumstances. Joe, how many? I don't know, man. What's, really? What's that mean? How many more warnings are we going to have to get? Having previously warned, by the way, on May 6th, that China must be prepared for, quote, worst case and extreme scenarios to survive high winds, choppy waters, and even dangerous storms. He's not talking about hurricanes in China. Oh, no. These are all transparent code words, the author writes, for the danger of war. Xi returned to the topic again on July 6th on a visit to Eastern Theater Command whose jurisdiction includes the Strait of Taiwan, where he's about to start World War III, where he called for increased, quote, training under real combat conditions to raise the capability to fight and win. <laughs> Even Guy, who I'm like, me, I'm like ready to kill right now. Even Guy has it right. Guy's <laughs> like, listen, some people would call this a clue. Some people would call this a clue that prepare for extreme circumstances. Get ready for war. Prepare for real combat conditions. Get ready for high winds, choppy waters, and even dangerous storms. Guy has it right. In some limited circles, we call this a clue. But don't worry, folks. Biden's all over it, right? Yeah. It's not like Biden's taking millions of dollars from China, and China probably has a blackmail file, you know, five, six feet deep on Biden, right? Oh, wait, they do. Back to the hearing yesterday. Here was Byron Donalds, excellent congressman from Florida's West Coast near Naples. Here he is questioning uh, one of the one of the uh, the whistleblower guests yesterday up on the hill about how many millions of dollars China's paid off to Biden. Now keep in mind, this isn't the threat you think it is. You're probably saying, I, I don't mean that in a good way for Biden. I mean in a bad way. I'll tell you what I mean here. A lot of you may say, even in the chat, you may say, "All right, so Biden took millions from China." But of course, he's, it's not going to you know, prevent him from making a decision to defend the United States. It's not the millions, folks. It's the fact that with those millions, China knows all the details of these payments. And if the Chinese Communist Party were to go public with the information they have, or 
that it would be devastating to Biden. I'm suggesting to you that the president of the United States, and listen, I, I choose my words very carefully. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. There may be a blackmail file on the president of the United States right now. It is impossible to know, given his dealings with China, if what he's doing, he's doing because it's best for the United States or because it's best for Biden. Listen to this. Through your investigation, how much money did you uncover was coming from Ukraine, Romania, and China? Uh, 17.3 million, approximately. Okay, so 17.3 million through your investigation. And you are, you and Mr. Shapley, you are the guys that investigate criminal tax evasion on an international scale. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, a uh, question for the chairman. Mr. Chairman, through the investigation of the Oversight Committee, about how much money have we seen come from Ukraine, Romania, and China? Over $10 million. Okay. So we have two separate investigations, one done by the investigative branch of the IRS that is charged with doing these types of investigations. These are the people you want doing them, and an independent investigation by the Oversight Committee. And we're coming up with the same amount of money, give or take a couple million, going through the same person in Hunter Biden. And his investigation is slow walked. And we're supposed to sit here and think that Joe Biden knows nothing. If this action is allowed to occur and investigations are slow walked with this level of detail, this ain't Donald Trump, y'all. These are facts. I yield back. Uh, yeah. Understand what I'm telling you. It's not just that Biden and his family are alleged to have taken maybe tens of millions of dollars from the Communist Party. Do you understand it's that the Communist Party knows? That's the problem. That's the problem. Is someone bribing Biden right now? If you're not asking these questions in the media, you're not a journalist. You're an activist. I'm sorry. That's the question. The money's bad enough, but forget that a second. The Chinese Communist Party knows about the money. They paid it. So does Biden. And Biden wants nothing more than to get reelected. Nothing more. Don't be surprised if this guy's not the nominee and he steps aside. Not even a little bit. All right, I got a quick election 2024 update. And this story I saw this morning right before I came on the air. Guys, don't let me forget this. All right, political, this political story about Biden and the stairs. It's... <laughs> I'm going to give you some analysis. You're not going to hear it. Something big going on with this Air Force One. Biden's in real trouble. No, I mean upstairs. Like the oatmeal brain. The oatmeal brain is, I mean, it's decaying at a rapid rate now. This is like the half-life's gone up. But a quick election 2024 update. Listen, it's getting brutal, this primary between DeSantis and Trump. I'm I'm just going to say this again for the, probably the 10th time. And you guys take it for, and ladies take it for what it's worth. Oh, by the way, speaking of ladies, before I get to that. We were the 14th most popular podcast in the country with women. This Edison research just came out. So ladies, thank you. Thank you very much. We love you, ladies. You're always welcome here. I was actually kind of flattered. I put the picture up on uh, my uh, Twitter account and my true social account. So uh, I'm kind of flattered. So ladies in the chat, thank you, ladies. You're the best. Love having you in the chat too. Join us every day at 10 o'clock. Ladies, I said that to my wife. She's like, well, Ben Shapiro's a spot ahead of you. I said, ah, well, so maybe she should give him a call. I don't know. <laughs> she didn't like that one. Didn't go over well. Getting back to my election 2024 <laughs> update. <laughs> I kid. She didn't get. Listen, the attacks on Trump and DeSantis supporters, the back and forth, is getting just beyond ridiculous. I'm not here to lecture anyone, okay? I'm just a guy. I was a passionate believer, but I ran myself. 
Folks, primaries are good things. I've said it a thousand times. They keep candidates frosty. Every single quality candidate we've gotten elected um, at the local level has probably been through a brutal primary that tightened them up. But the attacks back and forth are getting really personal. You know, Jenna Ellis, who fought pretty hard for Donald Trump, she got just, she's getting attacked just brutally. Someone called, dropped the C word on her and stuff. It's just, this is a lot. Like, everybody just dial it down. I've got a lot of friends in this movement. She's done a lot for me. So have a lot of other people on both sides of this. And it's not just that. It's that they're all going to fight passionately for who they believe in. But I need you to remember some battle tactics wise. And I mean this because I've run. You're going to need these people after the election. We can't win without 95 plus percent Republican support. Us going after each other is just silly. I'm not lecturing anyone. You know, guys, I'm not. It's not my job. I just want to win. And this is not the way to do it. It's just, it's not going to help. Speaking of which, the Democrats are panicking about this no labels group. This no labels group, which could run at a third party. There's a lot of panic on the Republican side too. I'm telling you, as a matter of pure math, this no labels group is going to hurt the Democrats far more. There's zero doubt in my mind. About 30% of Democrats identify themselves as moderates. But here's the kicker. Only about 22% of Republicans do. Why does that matter? Because moderates are more likely to align with a third party than people who declare themselves really aligned with the movement. Strong conservatives aren't going to vote third party. The Democrats have more of those. So this no labels group running as a third party would do far more damage to Democrats. I've been getting a lot of that. And also this Wall Street Journal article, mission number one, whoever wins in 2024, the FBI loses the public. If we win in 2024, I don't care who it is. Trump, DeSantis, I mean, I, well, I care who it is, but you get the point. Like, whoever it is has to support this. You have got to reestablish our faith in institutions. Folks, I've traveled a lot in my life, a lot. I've been to 36-plus countries, probably 50-plus cities, multiple cities in these countries. Don't The way we have it in the United States, there's a natural assumption that's the way it is around the world. It is not. Private property, things like contract law, things that, like you're safe walking down the street, relatively speaking. That is not how it rolls in other countries. It isn't. It isn't. It's not unique to us, but this place is special. The FBI, as Dan Henninger piece points out, people are losing faith in institutions everywhere. The left wants the police defunded. People on the right are now fairly skeptical, the FBI too. If we do not reestablish faith in institutions Ladies and gentlemen, it is absolutely over. There's going to be nothing left. All right, we're going to have to hold the rest of these stories for tomorrow. But I do want to get to this political piece. I'll skip to that one at the end. This popped right before I came on the air this morning. This is important because this is another one of those stories where the media is writing it to cover for Biden. But folks, I have never seen anything like this. I think Biden, and I've got on good authority here, I think Biden is in even worse mental, physical condition than we've been let on. You're probably thinking, I, I didn't think it could get any worse. After reading this story, I'm convinced this guy's in real cognitive trouble. Let me just describe something to you, okay? When you're in the Secret Service doing an advance, there's an airport at every site, every site you go to, outside of D.C., because the president flies everywhere, right? I mean, not hard to figure out. The president's not going to walk to Pennsylvania. He's not going to take a helicopter to Pennsylvania. He flies. So every flight we go to, every stop we go to, there's an airport. The new guy usually does the airport because the airport's easy. 
The hardest part about airports securing them, because they're usually pretty easy to be done a thousand times. The hardest part is counter sniper. Why? Because the president at every site gets off the front of Air Force One. You've seen the scene a thousand times. He gets off. He waves. You know what? I should have put this picture in the show. Stupid. I got a picture of me actually doing it. You'll see George Bush waving at the top of the stair truck. It's a high stair truck. It's about 25 plus steps, right? That's a truck. It's called a stair truck because that's what it is. It's a truck with stairs on the back. Every airport has them and they drive it up to uh, Air Force One. Now, the reason the president gets off the front of the plane is simple. Number one, the picture is majestic. Height is might with pictures, right? You don't take a picture below people. You take a picture above them. It looks better. It gives you status, correct? Everybody knows that, right? Joe, you're a photographer. Yeah. You don't, you don't, oh, you, what, you got one? Oh, good. See, Guy, now you're, you're back, bro. See, the audience is very upset. I was like, man, I'm not really <laughs> mad at Guy. I love Guy. We're messing with him. He's fine. The guy does a great job. Now, I'm not, I'm not, folks, I'm just kidding. I love Guy. It's a joke. These guys are great. It's my team. The stuff happens. It's no big deal. Thank you. you redeemed yourself for it. So there you see the picture. So he always gets off the front of the plane because the picture's better. And number two, because his quarters are at the front of the plane. His door is right there. He's not going to walk to the back of the plane by the press to get off the back steps. So I read this story this morning in Politico. It's in the newsletter about Biden using the back steps, which are short. And they there. You don't need a stair truck. They drop down. It's part of the plane. They're tiny. There are only 14 of them. Folks, I was in the Secret Service a long time. I spent almost five years on the president's detail. I have never seen the president use the back steps unless there was a security problem. And now when we went to Afghanistan with, with uh, Obama and I did the advance. We used the back steps. Why? Because getting off the front, height is might, makes a great picture. But height, like I said before, is really good for a sniper. Makes a great target. The sniper wants to, yeah, it's a great, you're damn right it's a great target. Because there's no obstructions on the ground. You want to shoot a guy behind a car or you want to shoot a guy at height where there's nothing else around. Sadly, they're going to want to kill the guy because it's an easier target. So you don't want the president up high. So in a security situation, if we can't control it, we'll use the back steps. It is rarely done. Apparently, a couple of press people picked up on the fact that Biden's using the retractable steps a whole lot now on the back, even though his quarters are in the front, and that almost never happens. Why? Because they're afraid he's going to fall. Biden, they know, boarded the shorter step, he's on the short steps now, Joe, of retractable stairs that fold into the belly of the plane. The routine, they know, began a few months ago with the president increasingly avoiding the grander more traditional doorway near the front of the aircraft on the main passenger level, higher above the tarmac. Here's the screenshot number two. Here's Kareem Jean-Pierre trying to hide what's going on. Very, it is very prudent because he's going to fall. He says, Kareem Jean-Pierre, she, excuse me, says, I don't have any decision process to walk through. I'm sure there's a protocol that's used for Air Force One. I just don't have one. There is a protocol. I just told you what it is. The stair truck drives up, the president comes out of his quarters right there, waves, and walks down the damn stairs. Listen to me. I'm going to end this here. This guy is in serious cognitive trouble. There isn't a chance in hell they are giving up the grand picture and all of this stuff and decades of protocol on how we walk the president off a plane. 
There's not a chance they're doing it unless they are deathly afraid that this guy's deteriorating by the second and probably, probably can't even make it up 14 steps without falling. You know, <laughs> Justin wants to know how long till a cherry picker comes out. This is, <laughs> and they, you know what it is? And they roll them out on a gurney. And anyway, how long? I don't know. Probably soon. We're laughing now. It's probably only going to be a few minutes till that happens. This guy is clearly messed up. You know, uh, wait, 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 just before we go, I know I said anymore. Uh, number one, questions for tomorrow. If you want to submit a question for, oh, we're not doing questions tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're going to skip a week, folks. We're going to, some people didn't like, we're going to, we'll go back to it next week. So uh, we're not going to do questions for tomorrow. It will be back, I promise you, but it does take away from the show a little bit sometimes. I want to play this, the last video, Trump with Caviezel and Tim Ballard. You got that one? Just before we go, uh, Trump did a special screening of the unbelievable, incredible movie Sound of Freedom that has now crossed an astonishing $100 million. Folks, we are winning these culture wars. You should be so proud of yourself. This movie is amazing. Buy a ticket for everyone. Buy a ticket for yourself. Buy a ticket for your family members. They had a screening. Donald Trump was there last night, and uh, a bystander took this video and it's really cool, him congratulating the star, Jim Caviezel, and the real star, Tim Ballard, the agent who rescued a lot of these kids. Take a look. Thank you all very much. That was incredible. Jim, that was unbelievable. Uh, what a job. So, a president, a possibility. I mean, you made this the hottest movie anywhere in the world, so I think maybe becoming the president of Mexico, by comparison, right? So I just wanted to thank you all. That was unbelievable acting. And Tim, what a job you did. Folks, look at this headline. Washington Examiner. Sound of Freedom breaks $100 million in box office sales. You should be damn proud of yourself today. I'm so glad President Trump did that. Thank you to Tim Ballard, most important of all, the hero who rescued those kids. To Jim Caviezel, had the courage to, put, to play, take this role on. He's a great guy. You all are amazing. Go see the movie. Uh, buy a ticket for a friend. This is the front in the culture wars, ladies and gentlemen. We are winning. And it's time to Bud Light CMT2, the country music channel. After what they did to Jason Aldean. Let's Bud Light him. Show him who's really in charge. It's all changing, folks. Be proud of yourself, man. Remember, the wise words of Aeneas. A victor is not victorious. A victor is not victorious until the vanquished considers himself so. You do not consider yourself vanquished. Fight on, man. I'll do it with you. Join us for the chat every day. You know we love having you here. 11 a.m. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Chat starts at 10. I'm going to start coming up maybe a little earlier. I'll join you in the chat. I'm Dan Bongino Show there. At 10 a.m. Eastern time. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Rumble.com slash Bongino. Click, give, give us a follow. Really appreciate it. I'll see you back here tomorrow you just heard dan bongino